Marhaba, and welcome to the Matrix Green Pill, where real people connect. Hello, and welcome back to the Matrix Green Pill podcast. It's been a while, and I hope you've missed me, Shireen, here today as your host. So, to introduce who our lovely guest is today, please welcome Petra Mello Pittman, who is a former ballerina from the Royal Ballet Company and is also one of the two co founders of Sisters Grimm. Without giving too much away, I will let her talk more about what Sisters Grimm is and what they do. Petra, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Shreen. Let's start with the basics. Petra, could you give us a little background story and let our audience know some information about yourself? As you mentioned, I was a ballerina in the Royal Ballet in London for 13 years and performed in the Opera House there, toured the world as a ballerina. But in 2008, I met my business partner, Ella Spira, MBE, who's a Grammy-nominated composer and painter. And we founded Sisters Grimm in 2009. And so for the past over 10 years, we've been, it's now 13 years, we've been working together. We've been producing award-winning live shows that are culturally themed and produced in collaboration and have really important social messages at their heart. And they've been touring internationally. And we've been in the UAE since the pandemic. And we'll come on to, I'm sure, the work that we've done since being here. There's a lot that we want to kind of uh, dive into, but let's start from your beginning. I know you were trained in both ice skating as well as ballet. What inspired you to pursue ballet? I was actually born in Brazil and there's definitely no ice skating. Well, I wasn't doing any ice skating or ballet there. And when I was little, I moved to England when I was about five and the school I attended at the time, we had to do ballet and I just loved it. Then it just became a very serious hobby. I was in an academic school, but I just loved being transported by music and getting to dress up. It ticked all the boxes. I'm an only child. So dancing away was my, I was in my element. When I was 16, it was the latest you can go into full-time training. So I really had to make a decision then if I was going to pursue ballet as a career or change course and stay with my academic pursuits. I was, you know, good at languages and sciences. So that's how I got into ballet. I didn't know that 16 was the latest that you could join, but I guess that does make sense. Could you tell us a little bit more about what kind of process you had to go through. What are the trainings that you had to go through day to day? Did you feel that you had to give up a certain lifestyle or a part of the childhood maybe? Being a ballerina is a full-time commitment in training and then in the career. And there are so many transferable skills from dance career to what I'm doing now. And I really feel like it was a very easy transition for me from being a ballerina to being full-time creative producer and director of Sisters Grimm with Ella because that full-time dedication, that complete focus on what you're doing is necessary when you're a founder and when you're running a business. So let's talk a little bit about your past and present lives. So you in the past have performed all over the world and created roles and new productions and performed in front of large crowds. While now you're working a lot more behind the scenes as a producer for Sisters Grimm. So what are the different roles like? 
completely different. And as a ballerina, you certainly don't talk or lead a team. You have to work as a team. But when I'm on stage, when I was on stage performing to huge crowds in prestigious theatres all around the world, I couldn't see anyone in the audience. And it was, you know, completely different to now where Sisters Grimm has, we produce completely original shows that we conceive and produce in collaboration and tour them. And now our shows have seen an audience of over 200 million through all the press and content and live shows around the world. And um, we have a slate of seven culturally themed shows. Now on the other side, as a director of a company, I love working in a team and collaborating with people all over the world to see our ideas come to life. These are our babies, our productions, and our when we travel and meet artists and meet our collaborators around the world, it really is like finding, Ella always says, her music co-writers like end up being like brothers from another mother. They're just, they, you can see this family love between them when they write music and I'm a part of that obviously as producer. It sounds like an amazing atmosphere to be a part of for sure. You said that you've been here since the pandemic so it's been I think like two years now since the start. I'm sure you've been doing a lot of work here in the UAE. Could you tell us about that work and the productions that you've been handling here? There's no need to explain the live entertainment industry. Our industry has been completely stopped and destroyed with the pandemic. We were honoured to be awarded MBEs last year by the Queen for our contribution and services to the creative industry and international trade for the work we did to tour shows that celebrate cultures and build bridges between people and show that we have more in common than we have different from one another. In 2019, we were on a massive high with our first show we conceived back in 2009, playing the West End, playing the Royal Albert Hall on Black History Month and World Ballet Day, touring China, playing Prince Harry's Centre Ballet Concert at Hampton Court Palace, playing Singapore Marina Bay Sands. So then for everything to be paused is obviously a difficult time for everyone in the industry. We found new ways of continuing our mission and purpose to celebrate cultures and to spotlight things that, you know, to see a problem or see an issue that we'd like to tackle and find a really accessible way in that's positive. And we hope to, you know, make social change through that. So since being here, we actually went digital in a new way. We started releasing music videos. Ordinarily, the way our shows work is Ella will collaborate with her co-writers and build up an album of songs that each one in itself is an amazing, you know, is a song that gets radio play. And then eventually the album for Inala got a Grammy nomination in 16, which was six or seven years since the first idea was conceived. And so we started releasing that Ella and her Arab collaborator, D.B. Gad, were writing here. Suddenly, you know, we were getting videos going viral and getting millions of views, whereas before it was all about the experience in the theatre. So we were really just releasing stuff around a show. So that was the first sort of foray into massively growing a new audience in a new way here. And that was amazingly exciting. In particular, I want to know more about what you did in honor of the UAE Golden Jubilee as well, where you had, I believe, an exhibition called 50 for 50. So could you share a little bit more about that, please? That's right. We launched 50 for 50 for the Golden Jubilee um, in December last year. And really for us, some of our best experiences in the UAE have been out in nature in these incredible locations of outstanding natural beauty that absolutely 
everyone can access for free. And it just really grounded us. It makes you, you know, everyone can feel calm. Being out in nature just you of all the sort of rush of daily life and pressures of your work and none of that really matters and Ella was painting these scenes and she did so many paintings of all these different places we were experiencing in every emirate and so we thought well we we must share this with people and of course being a Grammy nominated composer as well what's unique about 50 for 50 is that the 50 paintings marking the 50 years of the UAE have a soundtrack that are made up of the songs that she wrote with D.B. Gad here. And then also Soundscape that was recorded in the region, birds and horses swimming, and so it's really atmospheric. And then sometimes in certain paintings, she gives a narration herself, a bit of a backstory to where we were when she painted it and how she felt. That's sort of, we call that Act One, which is the walk through the paintings with this immersive soundtrack. Two, we put all the paintings stage at Dubai Opera, and there was no CGI. We rigged them so they would sort of fly in and out on the bars. And we had D.B. Gad singing, Madi and Hamza singing. They were both singing in Arabic and English. I was performing as the protagonist, ballerina. And we then created a story using the paintings as the backdrop, the landscape. And that's called Daughters of the Wind, Overture. So having walked through the paintings, you then get to watch a short film where everything's tied together and you meet these characters that live within the, the world you've just walked through. Wow, that sounds absolutely beautiful and I mean, it sounds like a lot of work as well. I can't imagine having to paint 50 different paintings and also writing music for each one. It must have taken Ella such a long time to do. Ella is definitely one of the most outstanding, dedicated, talented artists I know today. I mean, she's the best artist, in my opinion. It is exceptional, her output, like her dedication just doesn't stop. It's incredible. I think she'd got to like 39 or something. And I was like, how many have you done? She was like, I've quite a lot. I said, well, we have to, we have to put out 50 for 50. And that's where it all came from. And really the purpose of the exhibition is we'd like everyone to connect more to nature, to their local nature, to get out more and find that balance between their busy lives and the nature around them. It's there for everyone. It's just sometimes not something that people would necessarily know or seek out. And you did mention already, that was going to be my next question actually about being honored with the MBE. For those that might not know what that means, could you break it down and let us know how exactly this recognition had motivated you and Ella both? It was an honor to be recognized. The thing about MBEs and honors from the Queen is that it's not nothing to do with money or, you know, how much money you've made. It's about impact in society, positive impact in society. So we were incredibly honored to have that recognition. And the people we were with on the day at Windsor Castle were just, it's incredibly humbling to be, you know, we were surrounded by the most exceptional people that have made amazing contributions to society. And it's inspired us, you know, to, to continue using the arts in our way to make a positive positive impact on communities and societies and cultures. Okay, this might be a silly question, but I'm one of those people that doesn't know that much about the MBE, but is the Queen actually present at this or how does it work, the whole thing? We were invited to Windsor Castle. It was the most amazing day. And it was Prince Charles that actually gave us our medal. It's just a beautiful day that everyone is beaming with smiles and so welcoming and friendly. And you walk into the most lavish reception room hall in the castle. Everyone around you is dressed in royal regalia. And then you walk up to Prince Charles and he presents you with his medal that he pins on your blazer lapel, your jacket lapel. And then you have a talk with him about what you've achieved. We actually partnered 
partnered with the Prince's Trust in 2019 for our social impact program. It's really important to us that we bring people that would ordinarily not get the opportunity to experience our work in and that we showcase all the careers in the industry. It's such an amazing place and quite often academia. And when you're at school, you don't often get the pathways and the signposts to all the different jobs and careers that are out there. And so it was really nice telling him, you know, talking to him about how it went in 2019. Right. I mean, wow, that's amazing. Just to even be able, I guess, to stand in the same room and get to interact with a member of the royal family is already so incredible to even imagine. I mean, I've only been to the Windsor Palace um, as a tourist, you know, and even that was kind of like mind blowing to me. It definitely sounds as an incredible honor. So my next question is about a recently new single that you've released where you've collaborated with rap artist D.B. Gad. I think it's called See Beyond. I'd love to know more about that and what message it wants to convey. See Beyond is one of the songs from Daughters of the Wind, The Overture, and it's one of the songs in 50 for 50. As the songs are with Ella and DB collaborating together, it's a fusion of classical music and hip hop. And DB just creates the most exceptional poetry. He's just the most phenomenal artist with an incredible stage presence. You know, you can have talent, but to have that sort of emotional draw that just hooks you in and you're completely mesmerized. And he is that artist. The song itself is actually about conflict and that tension that can exist between people. Now, for background, D.B. Gad is Muslim. He's an Egyptian Muslim Arab man. And Ella is British. She's Jewish British. Behind this collaboration is, is a lot more significant message, which is that all the sort of differences and conflicts that are there and can exist were put aside and weren't even an issue when they created this art together. They were on exactly the same page. And the song doesn't sugarcoat it. The song absolutely talks about how there are times when you just do not get on with somebody where, you know, you're incredibly different, but it's all about speaking to the things that we have in common. It's okay to feel like there are differences between people and there is that emotional tension. But the song and the scene that you see in the music video from the show is about being stronger together and finding resolution in our commonalities. To give the audience a little bit of a taste of See Beyond, I'd love to play a short track from the song, if you don't mind. So I think it would give everyone an idea what we're talking about. So let's listen to that now. Yes. And I think that is a very beautiful thing and such an important message to spread 
awareness to, especially where so many conflicts are happening till this day between different groups of people. So it's a really a now message to be discussed, you know, not something that it's not like we're discussing a future that's not happening. This is happening right now. And it's really important to highlight that, as you said, that it is okay to have these differences and and just focus on the positives and things that you have in common. And then I guess my next question was going to be about, well, you mostly what advice you've received, which has stuck with you till this day? I think just the simple slogan, just do it. If you have an idea, if you know you've got something that you need to get out of you, then you need to do it. You know, there's only so much planning and ideas. You have to bring your ideas to life and you have to see them through and that you shouldn't give up until you do them. That's what Ella and I have always done. I would advise my younger self to be even more courageous, not listen to the people that might put you down or have doubts about what you believe you know you can achieve. I think that we could all learn something from that. That's a really great piece of advice. Um, I guess then that brings me to kind of my last question where I think I already know a little bit of your future plans, but if you could share with the audience, like what are some of the future goals for Sisters Groom? Well, 50 for 50, the immersive multimedia exhibition is now uh, touring, ready for touring. And it's packed up and ready to go following its premiere, Dubai Opera. So I think we're just putting together where those locations will be. And then we are currently working on Australia Art in Nature. We launched um, sort of similar to where the, the meaning behind 50 for 50 came from. We launched an initiative here in the UAE called Art in Nature, and it's a mass participation, digital arts and environment program. And it calls for every under 18 year old to go out into nature and create an artwork, not digital, not a photograph, but either, you know, pencil drawing or a painting or a collage and take a photo of it and send it to us. We put them all up on an online gallery and give the participants a signed certificate of participation. And then we turn selected winning artworks into a music video made up entirely of their artworks. And we did it here in the UAE and got over three and a half million views for Windows of the Mind that Ella wrote with DB. And now that's launching globally in partnership with government science agencies to make the inspirational content even more valuable and gorgeous to inspire the artworks and ultimately get young people to not only engage, because I think young people today are more and more engaged and aware with climate change, but to give them to really inspire innovation as well from the younger generations. So that's currently running in Australia and we will be, we hope to do that again. I'll be running it annually here in the UAE and we're taking and that's lots of different countries are subscribing to Art and Nature Global now. Sounds like you've got your hands full for the next upcoming years. I'd definitely love to check out one of your exhibitions, especially the 50 for 50 one sounds amazing and I'm hoping that I might still have a chance to touring somewhere else or within the UAE. 50 for 50 is now packed up next show is going to be internationally, but it will be coming back. Yes, we'll be able to announce which emirate it's going to be uh, living in soon, we hope. I was going to say you should check out at Sisters Grim Shows on Instagram or sisters-grim.co.uk. That's sisters-grim.co.uk to follow all our productions and social impact programs and exhibitions globally. 
Perfect. I'll definitely check that out. Well, I mean, thank you for answering all my questions. I mean, there's a lot more, of course, that we could talk about, but I think this was a really great, very informative discussion about Sisters Grimm and and the work that you've been doing. I can definitely see the impact that this is going to have, as you said, on the youth and, and everyone else. We've come to a rapid fire question part of our show that I'd love to play with you. Are you ready? You sprung this on me. Okay, sure. Yeah, well, we have to keep it discreet because then you can prepare it ahead and then it's not rapid fire, you know? Uh Uh-oh. But these are simple, I believe. Let's start with the first one. Petra, what is your favorite ballet? My favorite ballet is... Oh, that's so hard. I would say... Ooh, Jewels by Balanchine. Do you have a go-to comfort food? And if so, what is it? Oh, yes. My go-to comfort food would be a massive cheese board and some red wine. I'm obsessed with cheese. Who would be the one guest that you would like to invite for a dinner cooked by you, dead or alive? Oh, well, they'd die if I cooked it. No, that would be torture. I I wouldn't invite somebody to that. Who would I invite over? Nelson Mandela. Yeah, that's a really good one. Well, thank you for playing along. And just before we finish up, I would like to ask you your green pill moment questions. So let's start with what was your green pill moment, the action or event that was the turning point for you or your career? The turning point for me was 2008, meeting my business partner and soulmate sister, Ella Spira. Wow. Okay. We didn't get many nights off in the ballet. We usually had performances almost every night. And also I lived in south of London. Both Ella and I are southeast London um, girls, ladies, and we both ended up in north London in a pub and we met there. So the stars aligned because 13 years later, here we are. Just from meeting at a pub and now you both co-founders of a great production together. Yeah. And just traveling the world. It's incredible. And then my next question was going to be, what green pill advice would you give to your younger self? Yeah, I think I sort of mentioned it before a little bit. I would say green pill advice to my younger self is maybe to be slightly different from what I said earlier about sticking, you know, being courageous in your beliefs, in yourself. I would say to call people out more, to not take, if you feel uncomfortable, if you feel like somebody's diminishing your worth, to not just be a silent flower about it, to acknowledge it and to move on and definitely to be stronger in your behavior, purpose, everything, thoughts, and just to be more confident, I think. I agree. I think that a lot of the times it's very hard to stand up for yourself depending on the situation, whether it's at work or with friends, people that you might be in a relationship with. I think there's a big empowerment once you do It's just really important. So thank you for sharing. One more. I think it's really important that you make space in your life for the things that you know would make it better. And so to be brave about cutting the things from your life that might just be there aren't necessarily enriching it or aligned with your values and your mission. Absolutely. I feel like I relate to those that advice a lot. And those are things that I also keep in mind. But thank you so much for sharing and just for being here with me today. I genuinely enjoyed our discussion and learning more about Sisters Grimm and everything that you are doing, which is amazing. I really hope I will get to catch it at some point when you do come back. You will. Keep an eye out. I will. And 
Just before we say our goodbyes, do you mind sharing some social media handles or your websites one more time just so the audience can know where to check it out? Sure. Um, on Instagram, we are at Sisters Grimm Shows. That's Sisters Grimm with two M's, like the Brothers Grimm, who were the first people to document folk tales in the way that we know them today. Um, Sisters Grimm Shows. And then our website is sisters-grim.co.uk. Perfect. Thank you so much again, Petra. I really, really enjoyed this. And uh, I wish you and Sisters Grim all the best. Thanks so much for having us, Shireen. It's been great. Thank you. If you enjoy our conversations, please like and subscribe. See you next Wednesday.